Hey Lauren. Hi Sam. Are you ready to talk about The Longest Ride? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. I felt like it was the longest movie. That was a cheap joke. I don't even know. <laughs> no, dude, actually, when I started it, I kept pausing it because I was like, oh my god, this movie's two hours long. How am I going to survive? I was thinking, I was, the day I started watching it, I didn't even watch it all in one day, but the day I started watching it, I was in kind of a grumpy mood. I'd had a bad day at work, and I was getting angry at the movie because it wasn't distracting enough to... <sighs> get me out of my bad mood and so then I was more mad at the movie because I thought I can't even enjoy this movie because it's I'm still thinking about work problems so the movie is so bad I, I'm not able to focus all my attention on it right yeah, yeah. um so one of the third I can't talk one of the first things I wanted to mention was um when Melissa what is it Benoit or whatever Benoit but you know who I'm talking about? The friend, Marcia. Oh, her friend, her super cute yeah, friend who has like friend. a super old-fashioned dowdy name. No offense to any... I don't... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I just think for a young sorority girl, you would... I don't... How many young sorority girls are, are named Marsha? Is yeah, all I that's mean. that's true. That's it's true. not dowdy. I feel bad now. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's, it's a name for a different generation. Yeah, it's I agree. Like, you know, it's like, it's like naming your kid Mildred. You know yeah, I mean? or like, Bertha, which was my grandma's name. Bertha. And she was probably pretty popular in the 1920s, but <laughs> go, I mean, you wouldn't go. name someone Bertha today. No, definitely not. Um, but her and Britt Robertson, I thought looked so much alike that if the if Marsha hadn't been brunette, that they would have looked like the same person. <laughs> like, I would have had a hard time telling them apart. I actually Did thought... Did you notice that? I didn't notice that, but I thought Marsha was super cute and she was like plucky and charming and just she has a really pretty face and I thought she should be the main character but maybe because she's not blonde they didn't cast her (laughs) I don't know the only well like and that's what that's what I was saying earlier to you before we started this whole thing is that uh Britt Robertson and um Clint Jr. <laughs> this is going to strike you as funny, but I didn't, I, when you said Britt Robertson, I pretended to know who you were talking about until your point was done because I didn't know the, the main girl's real name was Britt Robinson. Robertson. Because when you said Britt Robertson, I was like, oh yeah, Britt, I love, love its work. I didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> and then I, context clues, I put it together. So oh, You're very smart. Yeah. <laughs> No, but her and, and Scotty Swood, did you notice that they look like siblings? Oh, <laughs> yes. Like, I was, they like, really did. bummed out by that. And I was watching the movie, and I was like, ew, they look like they could be related. Uh, a, yeah, that's actually a really good point. They yeah. did look like siblings. Yeah. And the older couple even looked like siblings. They looked like siblings, too, yeah. Yeah. They had the dark hair and the, like, mm-hmm. same olive-colored skin. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Uh, it was rough. I mean, so. It, what? What were you going to say? Well, I was going to give the brief synopsis. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Go people could be on, on track that we're talking about. So basically the movie is about um, a young couple who meet and have obvious difficulties in their relationship. And early on in their relationship, they come across a car that has crashed into a ditch and they save this old man's life. So the main character, female 
Sophia, yeah, uh, starts visiting with this old man whose name is Ira, and he tells her sort of the history of his love story with his now deceased wife Ruth. Well, he's reading. Yeah, she's reading it through the the. Um, letters. Le- yeah, there he was like, le- a, wrote, when they yeah. saved his life from his car, there was this box of letters that they also saved before the car burst into flames. <laughs> Just lucky Logical. they got there yeah. at that moment. And it was raining, like, pretty heavily, Yeah, too, so. And the car exploded. <laughs> so already I know we're in for a treat, because this is really early on in the movie. It's, it's actually waterproof fire. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew that. That's yeah. a thing. That's a thing, yeah. apparently. So, uh, but did you notice, like in all movies, whenever a car like hits a tree or something, it always is like bursting into flames. Like that doesn't happen. It's like uh, if that happens, happens. there would be explosions all the time. Well, I mean, yeah, and also um, there would be a lot of lawsuits for yeah. It's probably probably a warranty. He's just old. He didn't get it fixed. Yeah, Yeah, totally. You know, it's his fault. He couldn't take it to court because they'd say, "Well, we sent you those." Fires. Yeah. You had well. to get that explosion problem fixed. <laughs> explosion problem. So they save oh his life, God. and she starts visiting him, and yeah. they're reading the letters. So the movie is pretty much parallel stories where they do flashbacks of him and his wife falling in love, and then flash forwards of Sophia and Luke, who is the main modern man, Clint Jr., Clint Eastwood's son, um, <laughs> of their love story. And when the movie, when she started reading the letter the first time at his hospital bed, I thought, man, this movie would really be good if the whole story was like Princess Bride style, just him yes, telling her his I love agree. story. Because their love story, the the older love story was actually really beautiful, It was I really cute. It yeah. was touching and it was, it was creative and it had a real, um, I guess, conflict that they had to get around. And it I had just, legit problems. Yeah, it was right. a real story, and it was it could have been made a beautiful story if it, if leave Clint Eastwood's son out, leave the <laughs> like Sophia's and Luke's love story, just leave it totally out, I agree. and have her just sitting by this old man's bedside, who they came together through happenstance, and now she's learning about his right. story, and I thought that could have been potentially a very beautiful movie. I agree. You know, and I mean, and what they could have done with Sophia and Luke's story is that they could have just made it a very minor subplot, you know, and, or have them be together for a long time or something and yeah, having them maybe. have their own conflicts. But like the biggest thing that bothered me is that they were together for maybe a month and a half. It was terrible. It was like, I'm like, you're leaving your entire life behind for this guy. Well, and the, the movie did, a superb job, and I mean superb in a bad way. They did a superb <laughs> job of making him look like a fish out of water in North Carolina. So he's a bull rider right. in North Carolina, right. and he doesn't fit in anywhere. Like they had the this, this shot of him walking across the college campus to take her on the first date, and he's in like a cowboy hat and a flannel shirt tucked in and cowboy boots, and they had like frat boys laughing at him. And I thought, this is North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody should be surprised to see a man with a cowboy right. hat on. Especially since it seems like rodeos were kind of like a yeah. big thing there. They were within driving distance of yeah. a major rodeo. Yeah. Like and a huge, like, yeah. national wide rodeo. Yeah. And they made, and then so she was into art and he was into rodeo. And the movie did a, a very good job of making a lot. Right <laughs> Those two lifestyles just cannot and will not ever mix. No, and so they their won't. love story no. is doomed from the start I because know. she likes art and he likes rodeo. So like, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, and it's one thing if they were going to just have it be like a type of thing where they got together and they were kind of just hooking up or whatever, but then the real actual 
love story or the real focus was on Ira and, and yeah. Ruth, you know? Yeah. That would have been different, but she's just, like, spending so much of her time and her focus on this guy who <laughs> is kind of a loser. Like, he's, you know, I mean, oh, my God, dude. Like, and one of the, I just, remember how I said that I talked with my hands? <laughs> just, <laughs> she's waving them around I'm waving quite them wildly. Around. I'm Italian. This if you, movie. If you put, like, if you, like, Tie my hands together. I can't talk anymore because, <laughs> yeah, no. You generate enough energy I to burn the ropes do. that had tied you. But, like, I wrote, I, so, anyway, I wrote, like, a bunch of stuff. But, um, one of the, one of the things that I was, <laughs> I was starting to just be like, oh, my God, was when they kissed, or no, when she called him for the first time and, or called him back. Oh, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. he got her number, and he was calling her, but she hadn't right, reciprocated right. quite yet. So right. she called back, finally. And she didn't want to call him because she was moving, which I was like, okay, that's perfectly logical. Yeah, she like, had an internship in New York with right. an art gallery. Like, so, why start a relationship yeah. with, like, especially if you're going to get attached to someone, when you're going to leave I don't know how months. you could get attached to a wet blanket like <laughs> Luke, but... <laughs> I know, I mean... But I guess everyone has... I guess uh, he's good looking. There's he someone for like everyone. your brother, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Into that... Hollywood's big into that incesty thing. Like, did you notice? <laughs> That's like, a general no, statement, like, but I don't I know. know if it makes sense. No, like, and I know, but, like, do, there's a lot... And I've noticed this, like, a lot throughout a lot of, like, Hollywood movies and everything is that they choose the lead actors and they look a lot alike each other. Yeah, I you can know? see what you're talking yeah. about. It's and it's pretty frequent, and I'm just like, why? You know why? Like it you, in all. I think there's some aesthetic, the world, aesthetically right. pleasing. Maybe something about people like to see two beautiful people get together and that look alike though. Potentially beautiful people look like each other because they're all beautiful. That's a good oh, theory. I don't know. Just, you know. <laughs> no, I agree. It's weird. Uh, it's creepy. It's just, but no. So when when she called him and he was like, "Oh no, I don't want to take you out," I would have been like, "Okay, fine." Uh, his brand of sarcasm was cringeworthy. Yeah, it was. He was supposed to be being flirty and cute, but yeah. he didn't sound flirty and cute. No, it sounded like she was like, "Oh, okay, like so you don't want to take me." And out. I was, I wanted to That's yell at the fine. TV like, "You have your out. You're <laughs> out. Just take just it. Hang up. Take hang it." Up. <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> but then, you know, he's like, oh, no, I'll take you out or, I'll, or whatever. And she's just, she said, um, she said something, he said something and she goes, oh, most guys wouldn't be like that. And I wrote down in my notes, I was like, she's really pulling a Lois Lane. <laughs> the whole like you know it's they say you know it all goes downhill after the first kiss I'm like dude shut up well, like, I thought what kind of pigs is she dating because she said right. most guys would be like I'll call you in the middle of the night and show up at your doorstep and yeah. I thought oh so before you were just dating guys who wanted you for sex like who wanted booty calls and you right. were just you're just so used to that apparently right that you're <sighs> you're surprised that he wants to take you out so it makes her kind of look like She's got bad taste in men. Yeah, and seriously. it makes him look like a superhero. And really, I'm sorry to break it to females around the world, but there are good men out there. <laughs> yes, you know, good there men are. do exist. As much as people try to make it seem like they don't, <laughs> it shouldn't be a surprise when you run into a decent man. I know. and But just, he I don't know how decent he was, Well, though. I don't, I agree with you. You know, and like, that's, that's the thing is that he's like, was he decent? Because when they went to that whole thing with her, um... 
Oh, her art was are we going to talk about the art gallery oh right now? Let's just talk about it right now because I was so mad. I was so mad. So let's explain. Just... So, <laughs> God, I screamed at the TV. So she tirelessly screaming. went to many, many, many of his bull riding. Yep. I don't know what they call rodeo. Rodeos. Yeah, That's bull riding. His, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So she went to many of his rodeos. She supported him. She was very excited for him. She was cheering him on. And she loves art. Yeah. Early on in the movie, we're on their first date. She's saying, I just love art. I love yeah. the history. I love the passion. I love the emotion. And he's watching her. And when you love somebody who loves something, you love that thing because of how much they love it. Right. Exactly. Not this guy. No. So they, no. She, they go to an art gallery opening. One time, she brings him to an art gallery opening. Right. One time after she's gone out of town with him on his rodeo tour. And all hell breaks loose. <laughs> no, well, yeah, and he's acting like he's so bored, but she's so clearly, like, passionate. And I was just like, how is he not just enjoying watching her, like, be so excited about yes. this work? Like, I would be excited for her. I'd be like, oh, look, there's the girl that I love running around and, like, talking to people and clearly being really, you know, passionate about the work that she's doing. And instead, he's just like, I have to leave. This isn't, you know, I don't belong here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Buck up, motherfucker, because you need to support your woman or else what's the yeah. point? Well, like, and it's not like she was giving a talk about microorganisms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Microorganisms found under rocks in the Indian Ocean in 10 square meter zone where, like, he just right. couldn't fathom it. Well, right. she, like, she was showing pieces of art that were slightly abstract. Right, they and were. She, there's this scene where he's sitting at the bar just looking totally bored, and you kind of overhear her going, yeah, you don't really see this too much with brushwork. And I thought, if somebody I loved was showing their expertise in that, I would be over the moon. I'd be I like, oh too. my gosh, he's so smart about this. I love <laughs> no, that he's too. so passionate. I love that he's so smart. He can point out things that I've never seen before. Right. But he has none of that mystery. Like, he doesn't well, walk up to a piece. could actually learn something from yeah. her, but he's refusing to. He could walk up to a piece and say to her, Sophia, when I look at this piece, I just see colors on a page. It doesn't make sense to me. What do you see? And right. she could go into this beautiful monologue of, okay, well... They say that this artist was was passionate and angry, and so his passion you can see in this brushstroke. But you see, you know, like yeah, she could, right, she right. Could, it could be a really good moment. <laughs> so you talk with your hands too. Yeah, I'm just very. That scene <laughs> no, really you're upset very animated. me. And actually, what I was thinking is, what an even better story would be is if they took Luke out completely, just made her the main protagonist. And she finds the guy in the car, rescues him, takes him to the hospital, and they have this, like, this, you know, emotional connection where they're they're building this relationship around the letters and everything and his love story. And her love story just has to do with art. Oh, that would be so yeah, good. Yeah, be yes. great, like, why does it have to be a romantic love story yes. if it's going to be with someone who's just a really basic guy? Oh, he's, like, and, he, oh and they also, that's... Really good idea. Yeah. I wish I, they would have done brilliant. that. No, I wish they would have done that. I and... really should be a screenwriter in Hollywood, but <laughs> no one will hire me. No, <laughs> I just haven't tried to write anything. <laughs> That's the only reason. That's it. <laughs> no, I, there was a scene before when the art gallery opening, they did an establishing shot, and they did a really good job of making him look like a fish out of water in that because they showed yeah. cars parked along the curb, and his truck is parked among, like, Toyota Priuses. Yeah. Prius I. <laughs> Prius I. And I thought... <laughs> 
why didn't they why do they have to show his truck? They have to make it look like he's he is a one trick pony. Right. He only does rodeo. He's not smart enough to learn art. He's not smart enough to enjoy art. He doesn't he doesn't mingle well with people because he drives a truck, apparently. I know. And I don't know why he would park at the curb. Because I don't know. I it was mean, just they just they couldn't stop harping on the fact that, well, this guy's a rodeo guy and it's all he knows. Well apparently he's also really boring and one-dimensional because he has no interest in learning anything else no, either. No, and he doesn't. And, you know, and and then when he makes that comment to the girl who's, the woman who's going to be oh, her yeah. boss, I was like, well, he's like, oh, there's more bullshit here than is on my ranch or something like that. And and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I was, I was, I was astounded. Yeah, and he got, he got really <sighs> mad because he was, he was wandering around the art gallery angry. Right. And he heard a couple pointing at a piece of art that was abstract. Right. And they said, oh my gosh, $20,000, it's a steal. We got to snatch it up. And he was so disgusted. Yeah. And, and I... Like, well, welcome to the art world, yeah. dude. Are <laughs> you angry because they have $20,000? Or are you angry because you don't like the art and they do? Because right. Because I couldn't see a reason for any of his... Ups- I know. Being upset. I think it was both. I think it was a mixture of both. And you he's know? just... I'm a country boy and I just can't be around these city folk. And... I just I, art hurts me. Yeah, <laughs> that should be the name of the Deep movie. In my soul. Instead of the longest ride, they should call it. Art I don't hurts have me. a soul though because I don't like art. Also, another thing, and and we're kind of like you know we're we're moving way forward into like the later parts of the of the movie, but so he is talking to his mom about how he has to be a bull rider. Oh yeah, and she is like, it's only six seconds. And eight, I was eight like, seconds. eight seconds, right? It's only eight seconds, and he is like, I have to do it. I have to do it. But they never give a reason why he has to do well, it. Well, they, except his dad was a bull rider. Yeah, and they say he says in that same speech. Sorry, no, no. He go says for it. in that yeah. same speech, we have to live on this ranch. Who's going to pay for it? And oh, that's I, that's right. They but do. that's the oh, no. But you're right. You're right. onto a good point because that's maybe three fourths of the way into the movie, and that's the first you hear about why he maybe needs to be a bull rider. For the right. rest of the time, it just seems like he just wants to succeed. For, yeah, there's no. He wants to be right. number one in the country or the world or something. But right. his mom is pretty young. I mean, yeah. he's probably he's probably like twenty two or twenty three. So his mom is maybe I don't know forty in her forties, almost fifty. Say, yeah, yeah. I don't know why she doesn't have a job. No, yeah, that does Or maybe she does have a job, but she well, makes like a pittance. Well, if she was disabled or something, and they made it, like, obvious that she was disabled, you know, like, yeah. I mean, or something like that. But, like, it just seems like, well, and then they say that he was in a coma for, like, ten weeks yeah, he or had something. Yeah, he had a, ten days or something. A or terrible accident. It was, a, it was, like, a huge amount of time. Enough for that's that's definitely considered a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, like... You know? He he keeps getting concussions, yeah. and um, you know, I mean, if I was Sophia, I maybe mean, I wouldn't date him because he might kill me later. Well, no, actually, of I was thinking that too. That is so funny that you yeah. were saying that because I wasn't actually even going to mention that because you know I'm such a true crime junkie that I like love. But that's that's in the true crime podcast that I listen well, to, like, like professional in, you know, sport, like professional athletes, right? Have well, yeah, exactly. Anger and violence. And, that's what. Yeah, in yeah. um in in my favorite murder, they talk about um. When a kid has a brain injury, there's, like, a, a bunch of, a history of people that are, like, serial killers having these traumatic brain injuries when they're in, you know, younger. And then they grow up and they're, like, murdering people. Yeah. And it's like, you're right, you're right, he could end up 
snapping. I mean, and I, I don't think... know. And that's and it is a Nicholas Sparks movie, so probably not. But well, I don't know. Nicholas Sparks likes to do the death <laughs> twist quite yeah, often. That's true. That's true. But also, he did not really do that. Oh no, he did. That's right. I oh, forgot. He Alan did. Alba died. Yeah. Oh, and the little boy who yeah, Ruth oh, and yeah. Well, yeah, which we can right. get into. But to go along with your point, I think he may have a death wish because. I understand. Like Nicholas Sparks? Or? No. Oh, Luke. Luke okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like, understand. He's like rolling in the dough, but sure yeah. he is a death wish. <laughs> there's, there's an aspect of the movie that I think they tried to play on that they did not do well at it at all, which may be in the book as well, where he's passionate about bull riding and he's an expert at bull riding and it's all he knows, which we have already discussed in this right. podcast. So I understand... If you get all these injuries, if you're a professional athlete and you can no longer do what you're good at anymore, there is sort of a depression and a feeling of being lost that comes with that. However, he never explored other things he could do. He was always just like, it's bull riding or nothing. And I think at some point your passion becomes stupidity because I agree. you could either, like, you want to keep this ranch for your mom, but if you die or you become a vegetable, she's going to lose the ranch. Right. You love Sophia. And she's going to have to take out care of all your medical bills. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I you mean, love Sophia, but you might want to, you, you, you could leave her by dying or becoming a vegetable. Yeah. So why don't you, why don't you take your passion for, for bull riding and train other bull riders? Yeah, or become good... an expert in your field in that manner? Because there's nothing saying you have to be a bull rider except you just want to be number one in the world. Right. And, and yeah, and that's exactly it. And then the doctor... You know, the doctor's like, dude, you got to stop. Well, I mean, he doesn't say dude, but he's like, you know. <laughs> he says bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro, you got to stop bull riding. <laughs> um, your head, like, and, and that's the thing is that it's like you only got one brain. You know, like once your brain is damaged beyond repair, that's it. It's mm-hmm. the end of the line for you. You're done. Like yeah. you, you don't have any other choice. It's not like if you damage your kidney, you can get, you know. A, a replacement kidney or whatever. It's just like with your brain, that's it. You got one yeah. brain and you're done. But even then, <clears throat> if you're in like intentionally damaging your kidneys. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. He's intentionally hurting himself. No, he is. For, yeah. And I don't understand why. Because he, he can still do bull riding in some capacity. He, like, it's not the end of the road, but no. he's acting like this is all I have and I, I don't. It. I didn't feel I empathy don't. for his character because his character was one-dimensional. I know. Yeah, I didn't feel empathy for him either. I was kind of just irritated by him. And I never... I You said you thought he redeemed himself, but I did not think he ever I redeemed himself. I mean, okay, himself. yeah. No, well, I was kind of, like, <laughs> iffy about that, too. But yeah. do you remember? Because when I was at your desk, I was like, well, he mm-hmm. I don't think so. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I didn't. We didn't learn enough about his story for me to care about what he did at the end. No, um, and I agree. And, yeah. and it didn't even really redeem him because he became, like, a multi-million. Yeah. You know, he could have left Sophia and been like, well, it's been fun, sweetheart, but I'm a multimillionaire now, so. Yeah. Oh, so maybe we should (laughs) talk about this scene since we're on it. So Alan Alda's character and his wife started dating in like the 40s, right before Mm -hmm. World War II. And they collected, throughout their like time together, they collected all these incredible pieces of art. Right. Sorry to correct you. They probably would have started dating in the 30s because World War II started in. Technically 39. Okay, well, <laughs> let me correct you, because she came to North Carolina in 1940, escaping persecution oh, in Vienna, <laughs> and the United States didn't get into World War II until Pearl Harbor, which was not 1940. <laughs> 
okay. We're being like really snarky at each other. Actually, it's something. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm a bitch now. No, no. Oh gosh, now I feel bad. No, because no. the only reason I'm saying this is because um, the letter, the first letter they read was like May 1940, and they I had know, just come to town. Just like I'm. No, we should title like, this podcast Lord and Samantha Fight in the Middle and like, then make up immediately. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, we've never been fighters. We've no, always we don't been the fight. type of people who just talk yeah. things out. I know, wasn't so. trying to talk down to you. I just. <laughs> no, because I was kind of doing the same thing. So we're being like condescending and shit to each other. I must spit my coffee out just then. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Do you remember when you first came over to my house? <laughs> And we were going to eat something, and I said, well, let me cover the couch up, because whenever I eat on my couch, yes. I eat something. I've, like, you spilled something? Yeah, well, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for a very long time when I had this couch, I would always cover it up right. when I ate, whenever I or anybody else would eat on it. Yeah. And after a while, I started thinking, okay, I need to, I need to stop doing that. So now, I don't ever do that. But I was just drinking coffee on the couch, and I thought, oh, maybe I should cover it up, because I almost spit... Coffee Just out. you should get like a plastic cover, mm-hmm. like <laughs> like an old people, old yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they collected art throughout their lives, and they were really like they Your said. And I wrote, yeah. yeah, yeah, and apparently it was like the largest personal collection of really expensive Did you art. Wonder why how they how they were able to collect that art. Yeah, like, I did. It's like they said it. There was like Picasso. The implication in there. was that they got it at a steal because it was not famous yet. But I think Picasso and uh, yeah. uh, Jackson Pollock. We're, were famous. Yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, I don't think they I were mean, just famous in the last, like, ten years. It's so not I don't like know. Van Gogh, and, like, yeah. before he died, someone bought his artwork, and then he died and became super, yeah you know, famous. Like, it, yeah, I mean, it, to me, I was kind of, like, I was a little skeptical at that part. I was like, how do they have all this money? Because they were, like, he had, like, a shop, and I don't even know what she did. You know? oh, she, she was, was a teacher. A teacher. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> sure, of course. I, I guess that was kind of a huge part of the story. But um, teachers in Hollywood have teachers in Hollywood are um, represented as people who make money and are successful, and I don't think <laughs> yeah. teachers in real life all have that <laughs> experience. So, I don't so, even, so. Like, either. Yeah, um, but also they were seemingly from old money as well. Her family had enough money to flee Vienna. And that's true. So yeah. they were probably. I'm making assumptions, but I think they had money, and that's, his yeah. family did own the business, and he took it that's, over. So they were. True probably successful but i, I mean, agree they could have i agree with you yeah they i don't know anyway so they whatever. had this art um right. after he died they had a an auction mm-hmm. and uh but getting into this auction we're gonna have to get into previous we're gonna have to tell more <laughs> of the plot so uh, do we <laughs> yeah well anyway they had this auction and listen if you don't watch the movie it's your fault <laughs> one of Ruth's one of Ruth's students said she took extra special care and oh, that, had oh, painted a portrait story of her it was heartbreaking yeah dude like that that was like one of the few things where I was starting to get like a little choked up while I was watching the movie because I was like oh my god this is so sad and this is like really only the only part of the movie where I was really like attached to any part of it, you know, was that with was Ira and Ruth, and then their little boy Daniel or whatever. Their well, well their boy, but that's why I thought that Ira and Ruth had a really compelling story because number one, she was escaping pre Holocaust, right? Yeah. So there's a story there. Number two, he has to he gets drafted, obviously, so he has to go fight, and he gets injured and gets an infection. So before the war, 
he proposed to her, so they're going to get married, but then he has to go to the war. Right. But he gets, and she tells him, I want to have a big family. Mm-hmm. So, kiss of death. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So, oh, um, I know. That was sad. <laughs> he goes to the war, he gets injured, and he has an infection. His injury gets infected, and from the infection, he becomes infertile. Mm-hmm. So he comes back home. And he, he kind of avoids her, and then she confronts him and says, why are you avoiding me? I want to get married to you. And he says, well, I'm infertile now, so you can't have a big family, so you'd be better off without me. But she loves him, so they end up getting married. Right. And this is where I think it gets really smart, because there's, like, a third person in their marriage, and that third person, like an elephant in the room, is that they can never have a big family. So by marrying each other, well, by her marrying him, she gave up a whole lot. Right. Yeah. And so I can see the potential conflict because I sort of analyzed their relationship and I thought, I can understand where this person you love has come home from war and you're so happy to see them alive that you sort of forget about your hopes and dreams right. in terms of having a family because you're so happy to see them alive. So you put that to rest and you don't think about it for a while. But then when things calm down, that conflict sort of comes out because... Right, because you're like, oh, well, that is actually what I wanted, and now I can't have it with this person who I love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was unfortunate. That was like, you know, and the thing is that he got the injury because he saved someone else's life. Yeah. You know, and that was like, what's so heartbreaking about the whole story is that he went out of his way to rescue someone who's in pain and who was scared and alone and potentially going to die if left, uh, you know, to to just leave there and, and all these other guys were like forget it just leave him he's gonna die you know mm-hmm. and, and it's just like and then he got injured and, and then that's like that's what's so heartbreaking about it is that it's not like he was being stupid like he saved someone's life you know yeah god Ira and Ruth's story was so good it was just, really good it, it was, was good you know? it could like, be a book in its own it could and so she takes a liking to one of her students she's an elementary school teacher and there's a student that comes from an impoverished background yeah He's not being raised by parents. He's being raised by, like, a half-brother and the half-brother's wife. Yeah, and, like, very neglectful. They don't yeah. care about him. Yeah. So she takes the kid under her wing, and she teaches him things. There's a really cute scene where they're at dinner. Yeah. And he's eating with his hands, and she she's like, are you a wolf? Are you a bear? Or are you a little boy? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. why am I? Because I agree. You kind I know, of pulled my so heart cute. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. she loved him. Yeah, because you know? he was, like, they both loved child. him. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, she wanted to adopt him, and they couldn't, and it was just like, oh, I'm getting, like, goosebumps yeah. like, talking about that. Cause it was I feel like we were so... going to rip this part of this movie apart, but now we're stuck <laughs> on, like, the actual well, nice because part. Because it was yeah. an actual it was redeemable quality to the story, yeah. despite, you know, their main love story being so bad. Like, it was, yeah. you know, I mean, it just, ugh, whatever. I just, and that's what I'm so, just pissed off about is that that Ira and Ruth story was so good yeah but then you know Luke and Sophia was like this is so boring it's just it's so boring it was so it was so bad you know and and Alan Alda I thought was like one of the best parts of the movie really good acting and so anyway Daniel paints this Daniel's a little boy he paints Mm -hmm. a picture of Ruth and at the at the art auction the first piece up for sale is the portrait of Ruth by this little boy and nobody wants it. Like they start the bidding out of a thousand and nobody bids. They keep going down, down, down. And then I think Sophia wanted it, but it was too expensive. I wish they would have played out her being a poor college student a little more because I couldn't understand why she didn't bid on it. Yeah. I like, 
there was no reason except the fact that I'm supposed to guess she's a poor college student. Right. Well, she could have even been like 200. Yeah. And they would have probably but taken they it. they had this, Luke had to redeem himself. Right. So he bid $600. Rolling my eyes. I know. It's so bad. <laughs> so this was his redemptive moment. He bid $600. They take him back. They finish the sale. Sophia comes up and she's like, why did you do that? And he goes... Something like, Ira loved Ruth. And I thought, yeah, you didn't even... Like, he was never at Ira's no, house. No, he was never. He had no, no relationship with Ira. He had one moment with her. With Where him. he gave him, like, a picture back. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, and that was it. It was so bad. I don't know why Luke got to do the hero's vibe. No, he shouldn't have. He, he, he was he, not the hero he of the story. He no, was he, he was. He was kind of pointless. And, like, the only, I think big reason that they had him in there was to create conflict uh-huh. and it wasn't to me enough of a conflict to be an essential part of the story I mean they really could have written him out and had her do her own thing yeah. and it wouldn't have made a difference if you think Exa- about it no yeah. I agree well, and, their and story was pointless right and it's like and that's that's a big thing is that if you have a character who's like supposedly one of the main characters but you can write them out of the story and it doesn't make a difference that's really bad writing. I almost think <laughs> I didn't read the yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's super bad writing. And to your point, I didn't read the book, but I wonder if either. Nicholas Sparks was writing it from Luke's perspective. So he is the main character. Right. Because in the movie he's Right. Like Sophia's more of a main character. Yeah. So definitely. I agree with you, it's really bad writing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like well, because I read kind of the synopsis, it sounds like the focus is more on Ira and Ruth. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And that they're like yeah, it's it's about Luke and Sophia, but and this is just based on what I read, but it sounds like they were kind of parallel and it sounds like he was a bigger part of the story in the book. Than, I see. Yeah. I'm kinda of curious now. I almost want to read the book. But I thought about that as well. Free. No, I thought I'm not the same buy it. thing. I thought I want <laughs> to read the book not because the movie was good, but because I want to see if the book is as bad yeah. as the movie. Yeah. But anyway, so he buys that portrait of Ruth. Mm-hmm. And there's like an addendum mm-hmm. in Ira's will, and whoever buys Ruth's portrait gets his whole collection. So Which he becomes an instant billionaire, millionaire. Yeah, yeah. And so they find a way to marry their two lifestyles. They open up an art gallery, <laughs> yeah, and she know. works at the gallery, and he still has to, gets to have his ranch. So I thought, luckily for them, because rodeo and art just couldn't mix any <laughs> other way, so an old man had to die, and you had to suddenly realize you needed to buy this portrait of a woman you've never met God, from a man you've only met once. I know. It's like, so contrived. And you're right, it wasn't really redeemable either, because he was only doing it to win her back, you know? He had no connection to Ira. No, he didn't. He, he wouldn't didn't know that Ruth was special to him. No, no, and you're right. He would, no, he wouldn't have. He, why they only did even, it, they did it to make him a hero. Point. Right, that's actually a good point, is that why... Would he have even known who she was when he walked into the gallery or when we walked into the auction? You know because I mean? of the photo, but he wouldn't know any of their story. Right, he wouldn't, he wouldn't know, know how special she was. He would never know the story of who, the little boy who painted it. Right. He would never know anything. Right. There's no reason for him to know oh, that. God, I'm like, I mean, I'm so upset that they even included Luke in this. I, I just, he was so... He was bad. Like, it was so bad. I mean, and if like, if also including him because he's like attractive, then it's like... So? <laughs> yeah, well, I was telling you, so? I told you that if good looks equals acting ability, he should be winning Oscars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, he's such a bad, um, he's just a, a terrible actor. He's not good, no. He's and not good. What'd you say he was in Fury I told for like you, two seconds? I said, 
my initial plan for this was to say his best role was in the movie Fury because he had a very small part in Fury and maybe one line. Yeah. And then I thought, no, his best role was Gran Torino because I think he was just a bystander <laughs> with no lines in a very small scene. And I just don't think he's good. I don't think he's... No. I, I think he... He probably has only been hired really because, because his of his dad. Yeah. And he he's just not he's not a good dramatic actor. He doesn't have he's not emotional. No, he's not. He's not. And I don't I'm not he's claiming not to know. I'm not claiming to know a lot about Clint Eastwood. I know who Clint Eastwood is and I know a lot of his career, but I, individually I don't know if I've watched many of his movies. So mm-hmm. as a young man, I don't know if he was a better actor or not. I assume he was. He was, yeah. Like was I've seen actor, clips yeah. from like the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he seems like he's good at sort of yeah, like the smoldering. He tough is. Guy. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not. You know, like Gran Torino was a very more emotionally based mm-hmm. um, movie, and I like that one. I thought. Yeah, that no, one was I really I like that one as well. He did um, a good job. I like that it. it took place in Detroit too. That was kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lauren <clears> is from Detroit. I'm well. <laughs> You know, <laughs> ish. <laughs> Detroit adjacent. More like the like really like nice part. Of, anyway. Oh um, yeah. Like, Sorry. Anyway, we could just leave it at Detroit. Yeah, we'll just say Detroit. <laughs> no. Uh, one time I told a friend, or this it was. I think you met you met Jeanette, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I told her that I was from Detroit, and and she's like, "Really, you're from Detroit?" And I was like, "Well, gross point." And she's like. So you're not from Detroit because <gasps> I am from Detroit. Oh, I was say. <laughs> she was like, I could Gross Point is not Detroit. <laughs> she <laughs> called me out and I was yeah. like, okay. I actually couldn't believe I it. I concur, like you're right. <laughs> you <laughs> took me to Detroit. Yeah. And you said, pay attention to the difference. And we literally crossed a four-lane road and yeah. the difference between the socioeconomic difference of the buildings it's was insane. I've never seen anything like I mean, I'm not super well traveled, but I don't know if it if something like that exists in many places. I, you know, and I don't either, because I'm really only like I've been to, I've been to places, but it's been a very touristy place, you know. Yeah. So, um, no, but with Detroit, it's very weird. You got the like, you know, really like shady burned down houses, and then there's like oh, there's all these like kind of nice stores, or there's like these yeah. nice homes, and it's just and it's just a block away. And from I each was other. driving, and you <clears throat> asked me at least four times, "Are the doors locked?" And I thought, <laughs> "What is wrong with her? I've never what that's fine." And like, you were you were I'm legitimately like, no. like, you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I knew what I was. Yeah, you said, I got to make sure the doors locked. Like, are the doors locked? We're are both the doors two locked? White girls like in the middle of Detroit. Like it's, it's just and it you was know. it was eye opening for sure. It's, it, I mean, and Detroit to me is always going to be home, but, um, you know, cause I don't, I don't love Gross Point. I don't love where I'm from. I'm not, I would never move back there or anything, but I, well, I would never move back to Detroit either, but you know, I always love Detroit. So whenever I go back there, it's kind of like, yeah. it feels nostalgic. So. so the moral of the story is anyway, watch <laughs> so Gran Torino instead yeah. of. Instead, Instead of the longest, of the longest ride. ride. Because yeah. I agree with you. I think Detroit is an interesting place. And I don't have ties to it like you do. But I right. think it's cool that you have a different knowledge of it than right. I do. Someone right. who's, like, I didn't grow up there or anything, you know, so it's interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. Can we talk about, um, <laughs> I don't, do you have notes that you. Yeah, no, on? go. Keep I wanted to talk about the sex scenes. Oh my God, yes. So dude. there's. Actually, wait, wait, can oh, I, okay. can I, um, 
it's, it actually relates to that. Okay. So I wrote down tropes that I saw, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't start it from the beginning, so I only kind of wrote like what I noticed. But um, the first one actually has to do with that sex scene is that when he's seeing her get undressed. I <gasps> That's was what like, I was going to start Did with. you leave the door open like, on purpose? Just like a crack so he could see. And she's kind of looking at him like, why are you looking at yeah. me? But then, and he's like, oh no. Like, and he like turns away like he's like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't actually like looking. But I'm like, well, but... Like, she left the door open. So, I have to paint a picture because I agree with you. So, she gets all messy because right. they're at his ranch and right. she falls in, like, a muck puddle. Of course, because she's a city girl. Because so. she's a city... Oh, yeah. She's a city girl. Oh, city girl. City girls don't know how yeah. to walk around And they always get... Puddles. They don't just get dirty. City they girl, get I dirty. I confirm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he takes her to his place. He lives, like, above a shed or something. He has, like, a hip... Yeah. Sparse apartment above, like, his barn. Because <laughs> like, he's not living with his mom. And his bath, yeah, his mom's living in the ranch house, right. and he's living in his own space. And he has, like, a pocket door on his bathroom. So he goes, go ahead and change in there. So she goes in, and it's totally serious. There's no, like, funny right, business going right. on yet. She goes in, and she closes the door so it's still open about a foot. And I right. thought, you're going to change your clothes and clean off. What are you doing? Why didn't you close it all the way? But they only did that so the filmmaker could have a vehicle for them meeting eyes as she's undressing. Right. And I thought that was, and I've seen that so many times in movies that it's so tired and it's so boring that I'm like, I was like, they're going to do it now. Yeah. And I knew it. Like, And they like, had this weird X-rated, well, it wasn't X-rated because you didn't see well, anything, yeah. but the, he has like colored windows <laughs> on his door. Right. So their sex scene was like filmed through the red window. So they were having sex and it was all, the screen <laughs> well, was all red. Shower? And I thought, what is this? <laughs> and then yeah. they're like in the shower and I was like, my God, this is the most boring shower, <laughs> yeah. shower scene I've ever seen. Like they were like, like just, it was just them making out and I was like, yeah. Okay, like there was no reason for it to be into the movie whatsoever other than two good looking half yeah. like naked people. Like really and that was it. I also like <laughs> I think sex scenes are more romantic when you see more foreplay than sex. I but agree. most of all yeah. the sex scenes were just like we're starting in the middle of yeah, the sex. Like, we're just gonna do it. <laughs> the just middle of the sex straight to the penetration. Yeah. <laughs> and that bothers me because I think it's just sex for sex sake. Like these right. two people love each other because they're having sex. Right. And it's that's like, what and I'm that's supposed the to thing think. is that it's well and like there's something to be said about a very well done sex scene, you know, but that was not well done. It was boring. Yeah. It was bad. I feel like it a sex a... scene, a good sex scene is showing everything leading up to the sex. Right. But not much of the sex. Right. And yeah. And is they, that, well, does that make sense? No, no. And I agree with you because I feel like there's a lot more of like heat when yeah. you're seeing like these people who are like really into Enjoying the idea of being with each other. Like taking yeah. their time. Right, exactly. And it's, I feel like that portrays romance better than just like, oh, they're having sex. Right, right. Because exactly. otherwise I mean I think sex scenes are largely pointless in that regard. I and I, I kinda agree with you. Unless it's like unless it's a movie where, you know, it's like what is that, um, like nine and a half weeks or um uh what was that? Is that the one like? in Paris? With Paul, um, is Paul Newman in that one? No, it's with Mickey Rourke and I want to say I want to say Sharon Stone, but I don't think it's Sharon Stone. Hmm. But anyway, he's like, I, I want to see it actually because I was reading the synopsis and I was like, wow, this sounds like insane. Plus, like older Mickey Rourke was a lot cuter than 
I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Mickey I know who now. Mickey Rourke is, but I can't picture his face. Oh man, he looks completely different now than he did in um, he was in um Iron Man two. I think he was a villain. I don't know. I never saw Iron Man two. Anyway, <laughs> I thought he ben, was in it. Ben Kingsley was the villain in one of them, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I it's been a while seen, since I've, I've seen only them. seen the first one. I know I've, a lot of Marvel movies, even though I really like them, I've only seen them. Once. Actually, Mike and I are going to start re-watching the Marvel movies, oh, which really? is a very large undertaking. So, Have you seen Endgame yet? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah of okay, course. I haven't seen Of it course. Yet. Did I tell you about the people that were sitting behind us? No. That were talking the whole time? Oh my god. It was really bad. It's probably they were like doing, when people sit behind us. I thought we were being punked. <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, maybe. I actually thought... we're terrible. The movies were like... No, we're not terrible compared to these people. Oh, really? Oh, I thought we were going to walk out of the theater and they were going to shake, somebody was going to shake our hands and be like, sign these releases because you're going to be on our candid camera TV show because it was egregious. Really? Yeah. It was, it was were they like, talking really loudly? Oh, they were talking loudly and they were talking about the movie as the movie was happening. God. Like there was a scene when Captain Marvel was coming in and it's not really a spoiler because everybody knows Captain Marvel's in the movie and there's a scene where she's making an entrance and... The whole audience knows, it's not supposed to be subtle, the whole audience knows Captain Marvel is showing up, and the people behind me were like, it's Captain Marvel, here comes Captain Marvel, it's Captain Marvel, (laughs) and I wanted to turn around and say, is Captain Marvel coming? (laughs) Really? Yeah, (laughs) and then just all kinds of comments. Anyway, Marvel story, you know. Right. Mickey Rourke, I don't know. I, um, but it's, I mean, I can look him up for you if you want, no, it's but all right. it's not. But the, <laughs> I feel like Sophia and Luke's connection yes. was almost purely sexual. And it was, and, well, they, and yeah, but how can it not be when you've only known each other for a month? Exactly. And like, that's the thing, yeah. is that you know you're not, like, the, like, realistically, New York and North Carolina are not close enough to have, uh, you know, a long-distance relationship unless someone is planning on going and moving with the other person. However, if why why would they do that if they've only known each other for a month and a half? You know what I mean? That's yeah, not, and that it's not long enough to even get to really know a person. And she gives up her internship, which she oh stated God. multiple times it was an unpaid internship. She never once said it could lead to a job with this company, did she? No, but I don't I mean, remember I her think... saying that. I don't think she said that, but I think she said it was something that could lead to a lot of other okay. potential, like, really so, great things within her career. Why couldn't she do a three-month <clears throat> internship in New York, and then they could be together after that was over? Because she doesn't have to live in New York to no. do art-related things. And Although she would be a lot more likely to have a lot more success in New York versus North Carolina. Yeah, but couldn't he just... I mean, there's no ranches in let's say, New York State. Right. There's no there's no way that rodeo and art could mix. It's it's impossible for rodeo but, and art to mix. Right. But then at the same time, again, it's only been a month and a half, you know? Perfect. Most yeah, people, that's, yeah, most that's people don't even yeah. say at that point that they're actually boyfriend and girlfriend. They're just dating. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I mean, personally, I'm not really that type. I kind of like to if be I'm, like... I mean, if yeah. I'm like... By if the like, I left fourth the, date, I want to be like, what is If I left the bathroom here? door open and we had sex in the shower, <laughs> yeah, and I he would, doesn't want to call me his girlfriend, then I would probably break up with him. Yeah, no. But I'm old-fashioned. No, no, and I, I'm old-fashioned, too, like that, too, because I, I personally 
am not the type of person that would want to have sex with someone unless I was in a relationship with them. Because it's... But it's I... A, it's a big step. No, I agree with you that if... If I've only been dating someone for a month and for some reason I can't do my internship... Right. Then that's a problem. Right. Well, and it's like, you know, if... I guess if I were in her shoes and I was going to be dating this guy, it would be, it would be like pretty much purely sexual, you know, because I would understand this is going to end in a month and a half and then that's probably it. We're probably not going to see each other again, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's fine. You know, if there's, if you know there's going to be an expiration date to a relationship and you're just having a good time together because you're both good looking and young, like whatever, like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. right, like (laughs) exactly. But she's like so much more serious about this relationship and I was like, honey, it's been a month and a half. Yeah. Like, calm it's, down. It's like both of them were dating each other with the thought in their head, like, well, now we're married. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you're not married. Like, and if this guy wants to give up his life because he keeps getting traumatic brain injuries, <laughs> then let him do it. Yeah. <laughs> but and she did. not your bit. I thought like, that was the smartest move she made. Like, like, she picked him up from the hospital and she said, I know it's hard to give this life up. And he was like, I'm not giving it up. And yeah. she said, well, I can't let you ruin it. And she yeah. made a smart decision. They both had their own paths, and it seemed like neither one of them really wanted to do the work to make those paths converge. No. So just go your separate ways. I'm just like, this movie just pissed me off. (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to say more tropes that I noticed. Um, They played pool. That's trope. Okay, he did not, however, he did not, like, guide the pool stick, like, which I actually really love when they do that in movies, because I'm always like, oh, it's so flirty and cute. (laughs) It's an excuse to touch. Yeah. Yeah. And if a guy did that to me, I'd be like, (laughs) you know, so I'd be all, like, into it and everything. Um, They kissed in a phone booth. (laughs) Oh, my, no, a photo booth, right? A photo booth, that's what I meant, yeah, a photo booth. Oh, that that Um, is super tropey. yeah, Yeah, very tropey. Um, and I will having sex after watching her get undressed, making mm. out in a lake, and the guy running after the girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, it was a very tropey movie. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, and the, yeah. one of the biggest tropes was, what was it, um, how he was talking to his mom about how different she was than any other girl oh, he'd yeah. ever met. I was like, again, month and a half. <laughs> like, you, oh. <laughs> I was like, you, just, you know, and I've had people say that to me where they're like, you're different than any other girl I've met. And I'm always like, don't say that. Yeah. Because in my, in my personal opinion, it puts me on a pedestal of this impossible, you know, like, you're looking at me like I, I cannot compete with this person that you view me as, you know, because guess what? I'm a human. And guess what? Sometimes I get so upset at work that I have to leave early. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, or I'm grieving over, you know, my uncle who passed away a couple, you know. Oh, shit, I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you, know. you brought up something interesting to me because... There was a scene early on where they were at a bar, and she was talking about how her parents were Polish immigrants. Oh, I didn't even realize that. And she wanted to be like everyone else when she was growing up, but she wasn't. And I thought, that did not make any sense to me, because she did not have any sort of accent. No. she Like, her parents were from off the boat, I guess you'd say. Right. So there was never any indication that she spoke Polish or she had an accent. She never seemed awkward. She always was socially on point. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. She was beautiful. Yeah, flawless features. Yeah, like very like very healthy body. There was nothing right. about her that was awkward or I'm not 
okay, I'm not trying to say immigrants are awkward. I'm just saying her story was right. just a convenient story because there was nothing about her that See, seemed I don't even immigrant-ish. That. Right. Or like she was raised by immigrants <clears throat> that were awkward. Because she said, you know, I just wanted to be just like everyone else. And I thought, well, you kind of are just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said, well, I like you because you're not like everyone else, which is a really nice thing to say. Right. And it's probably true because usually if you love someone, you do see something in them that you don't see in other people. But there was nothing unique about her. No, there wasn't. Other than so she I was really into art. But you know, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, really no, like I, I art. Meant, you know, like that I mean, meant, yeah. But I be, I'm obviously not as into art as she would be. You know, and and but no, and and I I agree with you. It's it's like she's not she's not really unique or or. There's nothing that that um, makes her stand out from the crowd, and that's okay. You know? Like, right? I don't. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I just think that addition, that little monologue she did, was unnecessary because I couldn't care less, right? If she wanted to fit in, because she fits in now. So you're not. I'm not. I don't have any empathy right, for right, her. Right. 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 Yeah. No. And I agree. And, yeah. Well, it's like you know, and I'm I'm thinking about um, you know, like Pen Fifteen, how Maya <laughs> had those like friends over, and then they were like looking through the fridge, and they're like, oh, well, why are all those fish heads in there? It's like you know, for for Maya, who's an Asian American girl wanting to fit in with other people, you know, I can understand that from her perspective, but from Sophia's perspective, who is like what you said, she's this like pretty blonde haired, you know, blue eyed girl. She's kind of just, like, she's got a, you know, a nice, uh, like, athletic body. Like, it's just, there's nothing about her She's a that, sorority girl. Right, there's nothing about yeah. her that stands out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, yeah, she's a sorority girl. And she says, like, oh, well, the rent was really cheap. Well, okay, but, you know, I mean, it's just, like, but are yeah. you just, also, like, a sorority girl? Like, you <laughs> there, know? there was something about the sorority house when he picked her up for that first date. I wanted to be, like... Uh, sorority houses where every woman loses their mind over an attractive man <laughs> Dude, because they were I all just flipping out about him and they were like they were they were giggling and all the sorority girls were, ran to the yeah, windows to watch them to watch leave. them leave they go i want a cowboy and i thought ladies ladies i was like you've never seen a man before? Like, it kind of made it look like sorority girls are in a bubble where there's no men so when they see men they go crazy right they're bonkers maybe they men. are i don't know i mean <laughs> were you ever in a sorority because i wasn't well so. i sort of i stereotype sororities as mostly attractive mm-hmm. women who probably have no trouble meeting attractive men. I kind of do too. That's what it, well, and, and that's what so they're like when they in movies. See, when they, yeah, yeah, that's what I yeah. have it to base off. That's what I base it on. But right. I've never seen sorority girls like just act shit. like they've acted like like they were. There was only one man on the planet, and he was <laughs> it. And they couldn't believe their eyes that he was the luckiest man yeah. alive. <laughs> I, I just I. I was baffled by their reaction to I him. was, too. I yeah. was, too. I know. And they are like, yeah. No, and the, the, especially, like, what you said. I want a cowboy. I was like, oh, no. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're in North Carolina, so that shouldn't be too hard. Even I though know. this movie makes it look like it oh. is difficult, it probably wouldn't be. <laughs> so when Sophia and Luke met for the first time, and he dropped his hat, and he gave it to oh, her. Oh, yeah. And there, did you notice that girl that was in the crowd, and she gave her the dirtiest oh, look yeah. ever? Like, like, they like, made she her was look like, super done up. Like, she was... Yeah, she had like too she, much makeup and she yes. was trying too hard. Right. Yeah. And she was like, How dare, you know, he not notice me over over oh, you? Like yeah. she was like so jealous and I was like, 
calm down. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be fine. Like, we all know that you're not going to be with him because you're too done up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, when he's obviously going to go for the natural he, girl. He needs this pretty, socially graceful, awkward immigrant girl. Daughter yeah. of immigrants. <laughs> daughter of apparently. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't ever fit in anywhere. Yeah, she never fits in. <laughs> oh, and also, when they're at the hospital... And they've taken, um, they take, they took Ira to the yeah. hospital after the car accident. Yeah. <laughs> this, they just had this really nice first date. And Luke is talking to Sophia and he said, well, I'll, I'll take you home. And she said, I think I'm going to wait for him to get out of the emergency room. And he yeah. goes, okay. And he just leaves. No, no. He says, I'll wait for with you. Oh yeah. 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 Which I thought was kind of sweet. But then she tells him not to. And he goes, okay. Yeah. I was, I know. <laughs> I, was I thought like, he was going to be like, it's really not a problem. I can wait here with you. But instead he was just like, okay, peace, bye. Peace out. Like, good luck yeah. getting a ride back to you. Yeah. Like, she in the middle of nowhere. Got like, you know, like. Like, is Uber even a thing in it's this so part weird. of North Carolina? Yeah, know, like... Uber, <laughs> like, ten years ago when the movie came out? I don't yeah. know. It was oh, God, because it did come out a while ago, didn't it? so dumb. Oh, it was. It's just, I mean, you know... So, actually, I think I talked about everything in my notes. So, okay. Which is good. <laughs> um, I'm still looking. Let me just double check real quick. But I just, I mean, you know... It's, oh, actually, what I had said was when he had paid for the painting, I was like, this isn't an affair to remember kind of shit, because I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. That's a really sweet movie. You might like that one. But it's about these, this couple, or these two people that meet on a boat, and they decide that they're, like, he, they're both rich. And he's like, I want to be able to support you, but, like, making my own money. So in a year, if we still feel the same way about each other, let's meet on top of the Empire State Building. Oh, it's a really nice. it's a really sweet room. Who's in it? <laughs> um, Cary Grant and Deborah Care. Oh, okay. yeah. So it's from the like fifties. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> she never meets him because she gets into a car accident <gasps> and she ends up disabled. Yeah, she oh ends up gosh. paralyzed from the waist down. And he, she's also a painter, and he buys one of her paintings, and he like or no she, no 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 I'm sorry wait let me okay <laughs> let me backtrack he's a painter. And. She buys one of his paintings. Wait, I think I'm missing part of the story. So Art anyway, comes into play. Anyway, so Art comes into play either insane. way. And he <laughs> visits her one day because he sees her he sees her at like a play or something, but he visits her at her home and he realizes that she has the painting of like this the, that he did of his grandmother and he realizes that she still loves him Aww. even though she never went to go see him at Empire State Building. I know and it's really romantic and cute and I was like this ain't no affair to remember kind of shit. Oh gosh. <laughs> no. Know? No. It wasn't. And um but that's worth looking into if you like romantic movies. Yeah, that sounds so. like it sounds like a good movie. Mm-hmm. I like Cary Grant. I think he was in a movie called Father Goose, which was like a comedy. I don't know. It's a com. It's not like a comedy. It's a comedy, <laughs> and I've liked that movie my whole life because my dad showed it to me when I was young, mm-hmm. and it's just cute. Um, like it's set in the Pacific during World War Two, and it's uh, he lives on this island, and this woman and her boarding school, like all the girls' boarding school students, I think they get stranded on the island with him, and it's like a romantic comedy love story. It sounds cute, and it's just. It's just a really cute movie, and I've mentioned it to people throughout the years, and I've never met anybody who else who's seen it and liked it. It's called Father Goose, and that's when I first learned about Cary Grant, and I've liked him my whole life because of that movie. So So you might like it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna check it out. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd like to watch it. So you want to watch it sometime? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but I was actually at Borders when I bought it, and the guy there told me the story, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I bought the movie, and, and I was actually going to give it to my friend, but I gave her a different movie instead because I wanted it. You wanted so to keep bad. it? Yeah. So I the gave, moral. I gave her layer cake. Oh, I liked that movie, actually. I never saw it, but I, I know she liked Daniel Craig, so I yeah. gave her layer cake. Sometime yeah. I should tell you. My review of Layer Cake, which is a pretty okay. good review, but... Okay. So the moral of the story is watch any other movie besides The Longest, <laughs> the Longest Ride. Ride. Or and specifically just don't watch the parts of Luke. Yeah. <laughs> like, here yeah. You go. Don't be fooled by young modern day lovers. No. Because the older bad. people, their love story is actually really good. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to point out real quick before we wrap up. Is something positive about the cinematography? The filmmakers did a really good job of that. In a stronger movie, I would have thought, "Wow, really good work." So the bull riding thing—you have to stay on a bull for eight seconds, and yeah. they showed him bull riding multiple times, and they did a superb job making that eight seconds last as yeah. long as the bull rider probably feels like it's lasting. Like it—it's like an eternity. Actually, I did notice that part where they slowed it down. That was—I thought that yeah. was really cool. And it, they were like. Showing, like, the muscular, like, haunches of, like, the bull and everything to, like, show you, like, how terrifying of a sport this is that you're dealing with a very big and very strong animal. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I agree. And even though it only lasts eight seconds, that eight seconds probably feels like forever when you're on the bull. Oh, yeah. Or you're watching your loved one ride it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I thought that was good, too. There is a positive note on the cinematography of Luke's scenes, but the rest of the movie, (laughs) that's... Yeah, that actually, that scene I thought was really well done. I thought that was pretty cool. They had a budget, and they spent it all on that. (laughs) (laughs) Just that one part. Yeah.